dude, like, you know, you hear bands all the time having fallouts about this, blah, 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 blah. I said, man, I've got, I've got an investigator in my band. I got an investigator. I got a guy who owns a grocery store. I got a guy who owns a parts store. I got my best friend that we had a handyman business together. I said, dude, these people, they do it because they love it. There's no drama whatsoever. Never been any arguments, nothing. We just literally, that's what I love about it. everybody in my band. generally just loves doing it. They love doing it. The intersection of good drinks, good music, and good times. This is Hops and Spirits Bar Conversations. We got a fun episode for you this week, and uh, I meant to say this last week. If my, the audio sounds weird on my end, it's because I've had to switch gears and go to the AirPods because technology hates me, apparently, and all my recording equipment died. So that's why things might sound a little different on the show. But I think no matter what, we're going to have fun and we're going to have some drinks. And we're welcoming in a rising country singer-songwriter. His latest single, Friend with the Beer, is out now. Let's welcome in Peyton Aldridge. What is up, big dog? Not much, not much. How are you tonight? Man, I'm doing good. My wife has got the kids out at the Mexican restaurant, so I got the house to myself for at least about an hour. So I'm enjoying It's a slight vacation for me, and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> and you're spending it with me, so I feel feel honored. That's and, right, that's right. You, you know, one of the special, first... Man. I do. I know how important that time is away from the wife and kids on occasion, not all the time, just on occasion. That's right, that's right, that's right. Now, I got to ask this, since this is Bar Conversations, uh, what are you drinking tonight, or at least what's your go-to drink? Man, so I've got to give a shout-out to my sponsors, High Noon. They're one of my sponsors, man, and they've been great to me. And uh, I get a bunch of High Noons all the time, and I got a little cooler and blankets and towels and all kind of stuff, but tonight I've been kind of under the weather, so I'm drinking that good old Kroger purified drinking water, man. That's what I'm drinking. Well, you know what? What could could also clear stuff up is a little, little, little bourbon, a little puncher's chance ain't, is what I'm going with tonight. <laughs> ain't no that man. You know, I need to get you some of that party batch, man. John Party just came out with this new party batch stuff, man. It's incredible. It's incredible. So now, obviously, you know, you drink some high noons. You're, you're being good tonight because I know how it feels when you're not feeling good. You need, need to hydrate. Do you drink the bourbon, tequila? What's your go-to liquor or spirit if you if you ever go that way? Well, man, I really, honestly, I try to stay away from all that because, you know, it's kind of like when you mix love and alcohol, it can either go up or it can go down, you know? So I try to stay away from them hard liquors and all that bourbon and stuff. But if I had to, I'm, 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 my go-to is that party batch, man. I'm telling you, it's incredible. It really is incredible. And I'm not much of a bourbon or whiskey guy, you know, and, but I love it. It's really smooth and really good. And then, obviously, like you said, you, you enjoy a, a high noon. Is there a favorite flavor of yours? Oh, pineapple for sure. Pineapple for sure. <laughs> I'm not a swinger, though. Now, I'm not a swinger. I've had, though. I, I always, tall, right? I'm not a swinger. I love pineapples, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I, we've got that uh, we've got like a, a pineapple on our front porch and i'm pretty sure my wife got it for me a long time ago when uh, the show psych came out if, did you ever watch psych and the pineapple I did, where they I would did. always have a pineapple and ever, ever yeah. that's where that's from but i know what you're talking about i'm like you know what there's many times i've thought about that uh uh, uh <laughs> out front of our door so um, <laughs> 
Sorry to get you now. Now I also I just had it for that oh, you're you, you are good. Now I know some people before a show they'll take a shot of liquor, vodka, something to you know warm up or at least with the band a little little. I'm get. Are you doing that with the high noons or is it just you know? Man, no, no, what, no, what's no, that no, go to before? Well, none of my band members drink high noons. They think I'm a big girl, so for drinking them high noon things. But uh, you know, we take we take a shot of Jaeger usually, and it's, even though Jaeger tastes like cough syrup, and that's not a good combination. But my guitar player, he loves cough syrup and he loves Jaeger, so that's who got us on freaking Jaeger for some reason. So, so we do shots of Jaeger, hey, man. I like it. I'm all, like I said, it's always curious to see what. Uh, what what everyone's kind of go to is, is I know everyone kind of has that little little thing before they go on and you know I mentioned or I didn't mention this but I, for those that know who you are they might have seen you on The Voice maybe American Idol what was it like auditioning for those especially The Voice after being on Idol for a, a few rounds oh dude it was like I tell everybody man I was just blessed and to just get the opportunity to go to California I mean this. I've never been out of Mississippi Delta, man, and it's only like a freaking 300-mile, not even 150-mile range. I, I ain't never been anywhere. Carrying my redneck self out to California, it was different, man, but I enjoyed it for three months I was out there, and like I said, I'm just blessed to get the opportunity to go out there. And Like I said, it's not every day that you get a chance to sing in front of four legends, literally, so I was just blessed that I got that opportunity to do it. And I was going to say, you know, were, were you surprised, obviously, to end up on Team Legend and him blocking Blake, who I – I figure it might have been uh, who you were rooting for. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. But at the same time, dude, I honestly, dude, I mean, I really feel like I was a John Legend fan before I was a Blake Shelton fan, if you want me to be I'm completely honest with you. Man, I'd love that. I mean, he is pretty dude. damn good. <laughs> oh, he's incredible. And not on top of that, man, he's been a great guy and a great mentor. And, you know, he's just incredible. I can literally pick up the phone and shoot a text to him right now and he'll respond so it's just still incredible credible and crazy that i get to text john legend <laughs> it blows my mind every day is that one of those things when you're like he's really in my phone like it, it's oh, legitimate no there. Doubt. i'm just like oh my god and that's all like even though i know him I'm, I'm scared to shoot him a call or text message i get nervous every single time I'm like are you gonna remember me john this is peyton Aldridge, you know the chicken wing guy from american idol that came on your team you know all that good stuff uh, well, I, and I'm sure you know he remembers you. What, what did you take away from being on, on the show? Because obviously, I know it's a little different than, say, the the music journey that that you've been on since since then. But what what did you take away, and, and what did you gain from it? Yeah, man. I mean, I think what I took away from it is that you know that uh, you know just always stay true to yourself, and that's John's biggest thing. Don't ever try to be nobody else, or don't try to chase a trend you know that's what he always said don't try to chase a trend you got to be one step ahead of that trend and set the trend you know so that's what i try to do and you know just try to be true to who i, to who I am and just tell my story and be just like the common folks man be be like those from from the mississippi delta just good good people and 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 you did you grow up singing in church is that where you got your start at, at a young age i did man my grandfather was actually a preacher of a baptist church that he started in lambert mississippi and my mom played the piano my grandmother sings and my whole family sings besides my middle brother and my middle brother's the only one who's six foot four redheaded in the family everybody else is five foot ten five foot eleven two hundred fifty pounds or more and he is six four, played college basketball and redheaded and can't play a guitar, can't sing, can't do nothing. So I don't know what 
what's going on there. I don't know if my mom slipped up somewhere or what's going on, but yeah, he's the only one in the family that don't do music, man. <laughs> His skills were just used elsewhere. That's yeah, man, he shoots. He plays basketball. He plays basketball. Is that one where you're looking back through like the family tree? You're like, aha! So that's the limit came off. Hey, of. hey, and that ain't no bullcrap, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Everybody else in my family's five ten, five eleven, big country cornbread folks, man. And he's tall, athletic, and muscled up and skinny. He just ain't right. It ain't right. <laughs> well, and I was gonna, I was gonna ask this a little bit later, but it makes perfect sense now. You, um. If you aren't doing music, you were coaching basketball with him. Is yeah, that right? Yes, Your sir, brother? man. I actually coached junior varsity girls basketball for probably – I did it for – I was a head coach for two years, and I've been coaching under him since I graduated from high school, you know, and this is my first year to not be coaching basketball, which is crazy. I was going to say, I mean, what what's it like being on the sideline? I mean, are are you the – the nice friendly coach or are you the fired up coach what, what, well or, are you his calm calming uh voice <laughs> well he's redheaded so he's very energetic and very crazy out there on the court i should say and you know i should be the one that's kind of it's always the good cop bad cop guy you know and he's bad cop and i'm bad cop too which is crazy because I, I can't let stuff go and and if i was like do you see that guy not blocking out down there then i get him fired up and it's just he just spits back and forth and works out. Man, it's great on the sideline. It's, it's just so cool to see from where you start to where you finish, man. Those kids getting better and better every day. It's really an awesome experience. I was going to say, how important, obviously, if you're you're you know helping your brother out, being a, 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 co- a coach for him, how important is family family to you? Oh, dude, family's everything, dude. Like I like how I tell people all the time, and it's usually – at, at anybody can say they got friends, blah, 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 blah. But nine times out of ten, you can literally count your friends on this palm of your hand right here. And I know that So you got family members that you can't always count on. But at the end of the day, from what I've seen in my experience, that my family is one big tight family. And I know when the good Lord calls me home, I know I have family by my side. So that's why I'm important families to too to you. So. And and uh, are you a girl dad too? Is that right? Man, I'm straight up girl dad. Everybody in my family has, everybody in my families have boys. My brothers has boys. My dad's kids. My dad's brothers. Me, I was three boys. And yeah, I got two girls. So. <laughs> and and I'm guessing they're 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 not super old either, right? No, man. I got one that my oldest Sally Rose. She's fixing to turn seven, and I got a youngest Ooh. one named Aspen. She's actually fixing to turn two. So I got my hand full, man. Got my hand full. I was going to say, my my daughter is turning five at the uh, end of this month or or right after this episode probably probably drops. And do do, do your daughters, uh, was there a certain age, uh, especially with your older one, where all of a sudden the sass came in hard and you were like, Uh, oh, no. She's been that way coming out the womb, son. She has cried. And if she don't get her way, now she's really sad. She's too cool now. She won't give her dad a hug out in public and all this other stuff. So, But, yeah, man, she got that sass, son. But she gets it honest, though. She gets it from her. I guess, Daddy, I ain't going to say Mama, because so, Mama's going to be listening to this. <laughs> I was going to say, this is recorded, and she can play it back, so you got you to be careful. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and speaking of, of your wife, uh, what's it like writing songs about her? Her, You know, you, you've got One More Night With You, and I, and I know that you've got a couple other songs, too, that you've, you've kind of either written or dedicated to her. Oh, man, she loves it. And uh, it's just funny, man, because I know if I got a song – 
my wife is usually the worst one to play a song for because she's going to be brutally honest about everything. Peyton, that song sucks. You need to throw that song out, blah, 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 blah. But, man, no, she loves it. And uh, she still is so weird because her family's not musical, you know, and coming from a mu- to a musical family, and she just she never really understood this whole artistry thing and all that other stuff, you know, and she's finally picking it up what I'm doing. She's like, so you're songwriting and performing. So, I mean, how are you making money songwriting? I said, I'm not making money songwriting right now, but one day hopefully I'll make some money. (laughs) So she calls me stay at home dad all the time. So that's what it is. But she loves it, man. She's, she's very, she's very, uh, you know, she helps me out and trusts me and, does all the supports me, everything. So I've, I've got it made, man. I really do. I was going to say, I mean, you got to have someone in your corner that allows you to, to take that step. Because like I said, you know, the, or you mentioned earlier, this is the first, first year you're not really uh, helping out your brother, coaching that way, because you are giving the music thing a, a full go. So what's it like to have that support knowing that you're able to go out and do that? Oh, man, it's everything, dude. Like, like I tell her all the time, like when I grew up, my stepfather took me in and my brothers when I was three and uh never missed a game never did anything like that you know so i always said that you know i was always gonna be that parent that comes and shows up for everything my daughter's got going drop it if i can be there i promise you i'm gonna be there and uh you know it's just really good and because when i'm up in nashville i'm up in nashville dang near four or five times a week right and and man you know she's playing the role of father and mother while i'm gone you know and for somebody to do that and i mean that just means a lot to me that she's picking up my slack when i can't be there you know so it really means a lot now i, I did see though you you did make it to your daughter's uh first soccer game is that right oh, or at least to yeah. one of her soccer games oh yes um we go she loves it i don't know what's going on i just yell at her to kick it in the goal i don't understand soccer rules and i want to tackle kids out there so i told her to go tackle the girls and all this other stuff but apparently you can't do that so yeah, I'm used to contact. So I don't, I'm not used to all this kicking the ball and the goal stuff. But I love it, man. She hey, loves just, it. just give give it time. I've heard girls' sports can get a little little physical, oh, especially later I, on in life. Man, that's why I love coaching it for two years, man. I coached junior high girls, man, and them girls are more feisty than I can. I told the high school boys that year. I said, man, we used to tell boys quit playing like girls. But I said, hey. I want y'all to start playing like girls, man. <laughs> Come on now. The girls are feisty, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, I, I love it. And, you know, you, you talk about growing up in a, in a musical family. What what was the music that you grew up on that either was in your house or that you just loved to hear? Well, dude, when I, the time I was three, I started playing piano. I can't read all that music. And, you know, Mississippi ain't got that really good of education, so they, our reading's a little behind. So I never could read music or anything, but... I always, I mean, I grew up, my first song I played on the piano was Great Balls of Fire, man. I loved Jerry Lee Lewis. I loved all that honky-tonk, bluesy stuff. And, man, it went from Ray Charles to Jerry Lee Lewis. Those are really my guys that I started off doing music with. Then it led to, you know, Hank Williams and all those guys. So I really enjoyed it. I was going to say, what made you pick up piano and, and guitar? Was that just being around music, your mom and, and everyone doing it at church? Well, man, my oldest brother, Jordan, he's the one that actually taught me how to play everything I did. And I know he's going to be listening to this, so I really don't like to give him credit, but I'm going to have to give him credit where credit's due. But, yeah, he taught me everything. And, uh, you know, he just made me sit down. He said, hey, you're going to learn the piano, blah, 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 and all this other stuff. Then we go from a guitar. Then we go through the drums. Then we go to the bass. We do all that other stuff. So so that's where I learned everything. But I, plus, I was around yeah. it every single day, every single day. 
really. Now, I was going to say, what, what's your favorite instrument to play these days? Oh, uh, probably piano, other than carrying the keyboard or whatever around all the time. So I usually just strap on acoustic. And really, I'm not playing much stuff right now because, man, I finally got me a band that surrounds me that can. There's no point of me trying to sit up there and pick when they can do all of it really good. So, man, I ain't going to mess that up. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. I, learned, I live by that motto. Well, see, so you use the instrument, you use your voice now, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, you talk about growing up in the Mississippi Delta. You grew up, I believe, in, in Cleveland, Mississippi. What <clears throat> what impact did growing up uh, there have, have on you, whether it was musically or just in life? Well, I mean, I, I think I grew up. And I know I know Mississippi gets a bad rap for I mean for a lot of crap you know but the way I grew up and raised the surrounding people around me grew up man this is like nothing's gonna be given to you you got to go work for everything that you got you know and you know and uh, I think that's really what I take away from it and Cleveland's a big music city and it's not that much there's always something going on like we got the second Grammy museum in the whole in the country one's in L.A. and one's here. And it's such a big influence with the blues and all this stuff around here, you know. So it's just, you know, you just got to work for it. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, thinking of Mississippi and its history and, and music, I mean, do you ever find yourself just pulling from there and, and, and just enjoying being able to share that out with folks? Oh, ain't no doubt, man, dude. I, I, there's a very special woman that I like to give credit for. Her name's Trisha Walker, big songwriter, and she's won a Grammy and all this other stuff. And, she ran the Delta State Music, which is a college here, and our mascot's the Fight Noker. That's no bullcrap, the Fight Noker. But anyway, she, so she started this musical thing around here, man. I'll tell you what, she's she is killing it, man. And uh, she's got live music at every venue here, every restaurant, every bar, everything going. So, man, it's just really incredible to have that and support and, and have people like that that just keeps it going, you know. Well, and you're keeping it going these days. Like I said at the top of the show, You've got a brand new single, uh, friend, friend with a beer. Tell me a little bit about that song and why you wanted to record that one. Well, man, so I actually got that song pitched to me, and the minute I heard it, I was like, "Damn, this is absolutely true." I mean, you're sitting here and you get bored or whatever you can do, but you can always call up that buddy. He's gonna have a beer in the back of his truck. So that's where I was like, "Man, I absolutely love this. This fits me home." And I mean, who don't who don't want to have a friend with a beer? I mean, come on now. So I, that's why I picked that song, and I love it, and I think it resonates with people, because everybody has a friend with a beer. I don't care who you are. I mean, you didn't want to call a friend with a high noon? No. <laughs> well, I will. if high noon <laughs> would kick back some money, well, I'll definitely change that topic. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's such a good song, too, because it's, kind of, it's uplifting. It's fun. I mean, is that also just you having been able to show that side of yourself and and just get to kick back and, and have fun, whether it's on stage or when you're recording it? Oh, ain't no doubt, man. So, I mean, when you hear my music, I'm usually, I'm a ballad guy. I've always been a ballad guy. I want to make somebody cry. I want to make somebody smile. I really want to make somebody cry. That shouldn't do that all the time. But I was like, you know, I wanted to have fun with this. I want to have something upbeat. And I'm sick of making people cry all the time. I'm ready to make people smile and laugh. So that's why I did it, man. Well, and like you said, this one was a song that was was pitched to you. I also know you, you you write songs as well. When when you're pitched a song, how are you? Obviously, sometimes you just connect with it. Is it is it always very specific songs that you're looking for when when pitched? Because I know that you want to be. If you're taking John Legend's uh, advice, you got got to be true to yourself. Yeah. So, man, when I get a song pitched to me, dude, like 
I'll sit on it. I'll listen to it, and I'll probably listen to it a hundred. I'm not kidding, probably a hundred times in a row. I'm like, man, what do you think? I don't know if I'm feeling this, and don't really like the melody, or how can I change this up, you know? But when I got pitched these songs that I've got coming out, man, it's just I literally can feel myself, and I can see myself in that story, and that's what I go for. If I feel like I'm in that story, then it's a go, you know. But if I'm not, I'm not going to sit out here and fake and try to act like I'm somebody that I'm not, so. That's really what I look for. And then, you know, when you're writing your own own songs, are you pulling from ideas, experiences? How does how does that work for you? I mean, kind of. I mean, I know people say this all the time, but really, I try to write from what's really going on right now in my life. I might go. I've caught myself, you know, a couple of times trying to write. Well, man, this woman left me, and all this other stuff, and my wife is with me. So why in the heck would I do that? You know. So I try to stay true to what's going on in my situation or a past situation that's really afflicted me and kind of made me who I am, you know, so that's really who I try to write about and try the things to write about. You don't want your wife going, wait a minute, what you talking about? Yeah, but like, I, <laughs> but like Craig Wiseman said, you know, we, we, we always, when songwriters, we make up stories. It's not always about what's going on, you know, but I don't want to be that guy, you know, <laughs> but no, I want to write something that's going on and true. Well, and uh, I believe you've also got a uh, another song coming out here soon uh, called In a Song. When can folks expect that, if you're allowed to say? And yeah. what can they expect with that one? Man, what you're going to expect is you go, it's going to be a roller coaster of happy. It's going to be a roller coaster of sad. But what it is, it's a ballad. And uh, I'm excited about it, man. It just talks about, you know, that all these emotions that you feel from hearing a song. I, I know people that can hear a song, and like I said, you, you feel that you're in that story or something went on in that story that resonates with you. And I, this song right here, man, is one of my favorite songs that I'm fixing to put out. and It's really special, and I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Well, and I was going to say, you mentioned kind of being, you know, whether it's being a storyteller or finding yourself in that story, how important is it for that song, no matter what it is that you're putting out, to kind of tell a story that people can kind of transport themselves into it and kind of see themselves into it. Ain't no doubt, man. So what I've learned and what I've been taught and mentors by people is that, you know, trying to write for that guy who is driving a big truck out there on the road. His family's at home. He's out there on the road all alone. He can come on the radio and hear something that resonates with him, you know, and I've always tried to just keep writing something for the common folks, for everybody, you know, that I don't care if you're rich, poor, whatever you are, I want something. Because at the end of the day, we all bleed red, man. And, you know, we're all the same people. And, uh, you know, so I just try to write something that's just true. And, uh, you know, everybody experiences death. Everybody experiences up and downs, you know. That's just the fact of life. And that's really what I try to hit on. I try to pull it to the heartstring as much as I can. Now, now, why is it that you love the ballads so so much? Was it you trying to get the girls at some point, or is it just <laughs> where, where your writing style goes? Well, man, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Some, it's, I think it's honestly my voice. Honestly, if I should say, I don't. I hate talking about my singing or ability or whatever like that is. I don't do that. But it's I've always seen from when I post something or perform something that's a ballad, slow stuff. It always resonates with people. And ever since I was 10 years old, that's what people always said, you're going to be a ballad guy. And I was like, get out of here, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. People say it's something in my voice that just, I don't know. I think the emotions that come through. So There you go. There you go. And 
I know you got in a song coming, and do you also have a Christmas song coming? Is that what I heard as well? Man, I do got a Christmas song coming. It's just a traditional song. Uh, my team wouldn't let me perform uh, this Christmas song that I wrote. Uh, they said it was too, uh, I don't know, too explicit maybe. It didn't cuss me, but it was really funny. It's called Santa <laughs> Slipping Down the Chimney at Night. You know, man, it's a really funny story. But no, I'm doing a traditional uh, Mary Did You Know. I'll go ahead and tell you. It's called Mary, the traditional Mary Did You Know. So it's going to be a stripped-down piano version. So I'm excited about it. And are you going to be playing the piano? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play it. I love it. I love it. And maybe you'll just have to hold on to Santa Slip Down the Chimney for later on when your team. I'm putting it out one day. I'm telling you, man, it's the funniest Christmas song you ever heard. I'm telling you. It will go viral. I swear to God it will. It's the funniest story you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> and, and like I said, you got Friend with a Beer out and a song coming. You've also put out some other songs. I'm guessing all this is leading to an EP, an album at some point. What can you tell me that won't get you in trouble with your team, but you can uh, tease folks with? Dude, I'm going to be completely honest with you. We probably recorded and I've probably cut at least, I'm not kidding, probably 50 songs in the past, I don't know, four and a half months. And dude, so I don't know what we're gonna do with it yet. I, I I'm pushing for a full blown. I'm trying to I'm trying to go for that Morgan Wallen 37. I want to do 37 songs. I don't want to do 36. I want to do 37. But I uh, I just don't know if we can do it yet. But I'm I'm damn I'm trying. I promise you. I want to top them all. Well, I was gonna say it could be like Zach Bryan drop an album a week later, drop a an EP another couple weeks later, drop another album. You could go that they, route. They too. drop songs. I'm telling you, man, I, I'm telling you, they drop songs faster than anybody ever seen. I swear to God, they drop songs faster than the water coming out the faucet. I ain't never seen nothing like it, man. And, and, and so with the, with the album and the songs that you're putting together, what can folks expect from you as you, as you finish out the year and head into 2024? I think what they're going to expect in the album is just, they're going at the end of the album, you're going to know exactly why I do what I do and what my story is and what led me to the position that I'm in now. I think you're just going to get the full-blown, this is Peyton Aldridge when you hear Peyton Aldridge's name. And, and you know, you, you talk about being able to, uh, you know, sing some, some cool songs. I'm guessing you also enjoy uh, being up on stage, what, what's it about being up on stage and performing that you love so much? Oh, son, I tell you, man, people think I'm on drugs all the time. I promise you, I don't do drugs, but man, I, something about when I feel that crowd's energy, when I step on that stage, I'm telling you, people's got to start putting more plywood down because I swear I'll stomp through that stage, man. And uh, but no, I just I'm just getting energetic, man. Something about it, it's just adrenaline rush, man. It's like I'm fixing to get in a fist fight with somebody, man. I'm just ready to roll, man. I'm ready to roll. And and now that you have a, a full band, what's that like? Because I'm guessing that's got to be a different feeling than whenever you were playing acoustic sets or anything like that. Oh, ain't no doubt, man. I mean, it's the guys I'm surrounded with, and I'm I used to have a duo, man. Is what I did. It's me and my best friend. I still have my best friend in it, my guitar player, and we've been together since we were in seventh grade, literally. And now, did you drop the name Mississippi Gravy back then too? Is oh, that when you son. came up with it? No, we actually started off our first gig we ever played. We were called Biscuits and Gravy, and you can you can probably figure <laughs> you can probably figure out who's Biscuits because <laughs> I think I'm Biscuits, but we was Biscuits and Gravy. Then we changed it to Mississippi Gravy, and uh, you know we had to keep that redneck slang talk going on. But yeah, man, my guitar player's been with me since seventh grade, and he's still with me. So that's really what I love about it. I was going to say, I mean, how cool is it to to have him in the band and, and then get to know the other guys and really build a camaraderie and, 
and have fun together out, out on, on tour and on stage. Oh, dude, it's it's absolutely incredible. Like, I tell people all the time, man, to have your truly best friend. And literally, I can honestly say, dude, the guys that's in my band, we're all from the Mississippi Delta. And I can honestly say, dude, like, you know, you hear bands all the time having fallouts about this, blah, 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 blah. I said, man, I've got I've got an investigator in my band. I've got an investigator. i got a guy who owns a grocery store. i got a guy who owns a parts store. i got my best friend that we had a handyman business together. I said, dude, these people, they do it because they love it. There's no drama whatsoever. Never been any arguments, nothing. We just literally, that's what I love about it. Everybody in my band generally just loves doing it. They love doing it. I was going to say, if you haven't written that song about an investigator, the grocery <laughs> store owner, I feel like it's it's right there for you. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. I said, man, I'm the one-stop shop. That's literally my that's literally my drummer who owns a grocery store. It's called One Stop Shop. Man, I got it all, dude. If you need to get some fingerprints done, someone's stealing your shit, I got that. If you need some Boston butts or ribs, I got you, man. If you need some parts, I got you, man. I love it. I love it. That is true to me. That is true country right there. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, no you can't make that up. Oh, brother, it's true. It's true as it gets, brother. And I always like to ask this, too, because I'm always curious as to what folks' answer will be, because sometimes it's their song, sometimes it's a song they grew up. What's one of your favorite songs to perform on stage? One of my favorite songs probably to perform is, it's a classic, it's a Vince Gill song. It's called Liza Jane. I love that song, man. I love the harmonies in the band, and something about it just gets me going, man. I love it. I love it. Now, I love how you say you have a ton of in energy on stage as well, but you sing ballads. Are people confused at times oh, dude, with that, what's going on? Dude, I'm that guy who would get up there and sing a ballad. And I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy anyways, man. So I'll get up there and I'll start telling the story, and all of a sudden I'll start crying on stuff. I mean, I, I get an emotional wreck, man. You roll, When you come see Peyton Aldridge, you're going to be in a roller coaster, son. It's like going to see a psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever they are. You're going to be crying one moment and, I caught myself on, I got a video back the other day. I was like, I bet people think I'm a fake artist because one minute I'm sitting here crying and thanking the crowd and all of a sudden, then you hear me, well, let's go boys and start hollering and all this other stuff. So it's like, you can flip a switch just like that. I was like, man, it's just, just how it is, man. I just get going, man. I love it. Well, no matter what, it sounds like people are going to be entertained when they get to listen to your, to your music oh, and see your shows. Ain't no doubt, man. And that's why I say when people come to my shows, you never know what you're going to get because I promise you, you might look up and there'll be 40 people on the stage with me, son. I'm telling you, we played a show and I'll tell you, bring all of them up. I said, I ain't never had back down, background dancers before, so any any ladies or any man who wants to come up here, come join the party. So we all have one big party, man. That's what I love about it. It's just one big party. <laughs> Oh, that 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 is awesome, and and like I said, you know, you got that that album EP coming, new songs coming. Anything else that you want to let folks know that that's coming down the pipe, or or anything that they can look forward to? Man, just stay tuned. Twenty twenty four is gonna be really really good. I got some exciting stuff that I can't share, but I'm gonna be going on the road, and this could be really really incredible. It's gonna be fun. I love it. I love to hear that, and folks, if you haven't. Give friend with a beer listen. I think you will absolutely have a ball with it. And then as you go down down the rabbit hole of Peyton Aldridge, you will get all the emotions, uh, just like he shares every night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Peyton, man, this has been a blast. Thank you for sharing a lighter drink than I have, but a drink nonetheless. Well, what, I didn't ask you. What are you drinking on? Well, so I, I got some. It's a it's a, some bourbon, some Puncher's Chance Kentucky Straight Bourbon. 
Um, it's just solid. It's not nice and smooth. I, I wasn't sure. I always try to get something from around where someone's at or their connection to, but I was like, I got nothing from Mississippi. I was like, I feel bad. Like I was like, <laughs> well, dude, if you get anything from Mississippi, you probably will get some dirt water, hand me down concoction. You don't know. You don't want to drink that stuff. I don't know what we got down here, but you don't need to get none of that stuff. You just keep it up there, man. <laughs> well, that's why I drink the strong stuff. It, it it'll kill anything. Uh, yeah. keep, keep me, yeah, keep me safe. That's what they asked me. They said, did you not get COVID? I said, no, man. I killed everything, man. You drink what I drink, rubbing alcohol, it killed everything, brother. You ain't got to worry about it. Well, well, and the Jaeger too. That helps. That's just oh, that's just medicine. Ain't no doubt, man. If you got a cough, it'll heal everything. So. Oh man! Well, dude, this has been a a pleasure. This has been so much fun. Also, go enjoy a little bit of that free time that you've got. I know that is precious to have some quiet time around the house. Oh, ain't no um, doubt. And then then have fun with all the ladies. There ain't no doubt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, all right, brother. Well, I appreciate you for having me, brother. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.